Cross Choke, a TFL Ministries podcast, is brought to you by you. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to patreon.com slash TFL Ministries. Got to do the intro. <laughs> We're just going to keep rolling with it. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Cross Choke, a TFL Ministries podcast. We are excited to be recording with you this morning. Sound like I'm in a therapy session all of a sudden. Welcome to my therapy session. I'm excited you're here. Welcome to my therapy session. <laughs> That's all we treat the podcast as anyways. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to patreon.com slash TFL Ministries. Why are you laughing? It's so out of order. I'm doing the intro, baby. Well, I'm glad that everything's working out fine because, Dakota, we're joined by a very special guest today. Yes, we are. For actually his third time. We actually won't leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we did one episode together, then Mm. we did a Cross Choke Plus episode. Yep. And then here we are for season four, episode 28. That's right. Episode 28, Bogey. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me again. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Um, What's up? Nothing much. (laughs) Actually, I think that there's a lot up. There's a lot going on. Here for a third time. Am I I the most, the guest with the most? You you are the guest with the most. So we've had my wife on twice, but I don't, yeah, I think she hasn't been on for a third time, so. You're you're a veteran guest. I think I deserve an award. That's right. Something. You know, you can have this book. (laughs) There you go. Let's do it. It's actually a pretty good book. Seasons of a Leader's Life. Oh yeah. Jeff Yorg. Did you say that? Um, I yeah, I org or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, that works for me. But uh, either way, man, thank you so much for being here today. I think we had, we're going to have a, some fun discussion today, and we also have a, f- a new little segment that we're going to give a shot. Yes, we do. And uh, beyond that, if you can't tell, we're kind of batting a thousand here. I don't even have the pages document open on my phone here. <laughs> batting a thousand. I use that phrase a lot. And I you don't... ever play baseball before? No, I don't even know what that means. I don't either. I played baseball for seven years, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, you played I, baseball. Yeah, I was terrible at it. I didn't know that. But my my mom and stepdad wanted me to play, and I had friends that played. But I was awful, bro. Awful. I don't even know positions. I know there's bases, but does can you just enter? Like there's the outfielders, and all oh, I know man. is there's a big yeah. thing in Georgia or something about them. You got know. first base, second and third, pitcher, catcher, and a home run. Right field, outfield, center. Shortstop. Linebacker. <laughs> I think you named them all. <laughs> I think we got our bases covered. All right, well, uh, welcome to Season 4 again, Episode 28. Uh, this is one of three podcasts from the Fight Life Ministries. Thank you again for joining us. Um, of course, to our patrons, we appreciate you so much. If you can't tell, I'm using a brand new mic today. Yeah. So hopefully it's... Uh, 
we're on the right track crispy. Of, of getting crispy, crispy creams. And uh, so, yeah, this is directly from our patrons. So thank you so much. Again, you could join us there. Also, by doing so, you gain access to Crash Joke Plus and Cross Punch. Dakota, you had an awesome Crash Joke Plus last week Thanks, talking about man. Easter. Yeah. And we talked about why Easter sucks. No, I'm just kidding. We talked about we talked about the importance of not uh, forgetting Easter year round. Hmm. That it shouldn't be celebrated just once once a year. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, super good. So yeah, so that's our last cross choke plus. And of course, you could join us on Patreon for that for just one dollar. Oh yeah. Well, Dakota, shall we uh, rock and roll? Yes, sir. Do you love chicken wings but are tired of the same old mediocre standard of wing sauce? Step up your wing game with Wingredient. From 11 different flavors to choose from, their award-winning wing sauce makes a sure to delight your taste buds. It can be used on everything from wings to sushi and is customizable to your palate. Order today for your party, at home, or your restaurant. Experience what everyone is raving about. Wingredient.com, award-winning sauce and rub for wings and grub. Switch it up. Bogey, we have asked you to come back to the podcast today, and we really enjoy having you here. For one, you're a great friend. We love absolutely having you in the same room as us. It's Mm -hmm. great. And on the mats, been training hard lately. And uh, Bogey absolutely made me exhausted. Was it Tuesday? I didn't make you anything. Sorry. It's happening. (laughs) I didn't realize that was my phone. Sound like That's those galaxy ringtones, yeah. bro. Ugh. We were just talking about that, how we don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Like, galaxy. Android's cool, and you can do a lot of fun stuff on Android. But now that I'm an iPhone user, bro, Android's I mean, a whole other world. Yeah. If you hand me an Android phone and tell me to do something, it's like handing me a PC and ask me to find <laughs> pinball. It's like handing you an airplane and telling you to fly it. Yeah, getting a new phone is always a challenge. Right? So Why'd you switch to that. Galaxy? Um it was time for change. No. <laughs> time for a little switch. Come on, yeah. somebody. Yeah. But again, we enjoy having you. Oh yeah. So Bogey absolutely exhausted me on Tuesday in our role. I thought it was I don't good. think that was me. I think you, you were just getting tired and I was trying my best but Bo- <laughs> bogey saw the time to be a hyena and yeah because I mean, that, that was a tough laughed day. in your face <laughs> oh it was really good but anyways man we're so grateful that you're here yeah um kind of catch us up where you're where you're at right now in life we know there's a lot of season change mm-hmm. you know with uh of course with keep it real with your wife with um kind of where you guys are as in your journey together, kind of a different chapter, yeah, um, and kind of some in between things. Yeah, just maybe catch us up for those that may not be familiar with uh, what's happening in Bogey's life. Yeah, just to sum it all up, um, my wife recently enlisted in the army. Um, we made a decision that uh, you know we're just needing a change in our life, so she left for boot camp a couple weeks ago at the end of March, hmm. and um, you know I'm currently in the process of a closing down the business we were looking at possibly selling it to uh some people that we knew uh that we're close with um but it doesn't look like that's going to pan out so right now i'm going through the process of selling the equipment to someone else that 
you know, we know who's wanting to open his own gym. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, just kind of the, um, so what's the future for, short, you know, for that CrossFit gym for our gym yeah. itself or the, the one he's open, so, uh, both so far as itself, like, like I said, we're closing. Oh, wow. You know, we, we made the decision that, uh, you know, this is something I feel like entrepreneurship is something I can do at any time in my life. Um, sure. We can do that when we're in our 90s. I can own a gym <laughs> right. at any point. But at our age, there's certain things that we're going to be limited to, um, mm. especially by like within another year. Within another year, my wife will never have been able to join the military again. Oh, really? You know, she's almost she's almost 40 years old. Right. So the cutoff for the Army, at least, is 39. And we're both 38 years old. So this was kind of the last chance for her to do something like that where we've always thought she was disqualified just because of her age. We didn't realize the age cutoff was so high for for the army hmm. in itself. So um, you know, we made that you know, we we've we've been toying with the idea of selling the gym for about two years. Sure. You know, even before COVID hit, we've been kind of looking at different options, um, just different ideas and as far as where we wanted to go. And yeah. um when this opportunity presented itself, we just kind of let's see how far we can go with it because she required, you know, certain waivers and stuff. And, you know, we, again, we just, we never want to count our chickens before the eggs hatch. And, uh, you know, when, when Brighton, when Brighton joined the army, that kind of lit a spark as well. Wow. And, uh, you know, we started talking with his recruiters and this was a very, very, very long process for her. Yeah. And we've had to keep it under wraps for, uh, extremely long time and once the opportunity came we were like she's qualified she can actually join with these options then we know we had to take a serious look at life and say okay is this something we want to pull the trigger on and it was so wow right now we're in the middle of that and uh it's rough it's 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 very difficult for both of us just being separated from each other and uh, i know she's going through her challenges going through army boot camp right now mm-hmm. but um just like any sort of uh just like any sort of benefits i think you have to go through pain and you have to go through struggles i remember zach said the the pain of why did you word that you I said the, the pain of change is less than the pain you are in right now to stay the same yeah, yeah. and that's kind of how we look at life we've always looked at life that way if something's hard then you're gonna reap the rewards later Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's where we're at right now. Has that always um, been a a pursuit of a hers, a passion of hers to join the army? Not really. She tried to join the navy years ago. Um, this is far before I met her. I, I believe she was like in her twenties, maybe. And um, they told her she was disqualified because of her tattoos. And so mm. I think she was always under the impression that she could never join any branch of service um, for the navy. Yeah, that's weird because I've always considered. Tattoos like a nautical navy. True, it is like traditionally. It, I'd say yeah, Marine Corps and Navy is known for tattoos. But now the Marine the Marine Corps has the strictest tattoo policy right now. With these tattoos I have on my forearms, I could not join the Marine Corps. Even even a that Corps one tattoo. on your yeah. left arm <laughs> yeah. that looks like the, the Marine. Marine even the Marine Corps. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I believe the Air Force is next, and then the Army has the. I don't want to say the most lean, lenient waivers, or I'm sorry, uh, policy, but the Army sure has quite a few uh, waiverable 
um, exceptions to policy, as they call them. So same with the age. Uh, the Marine Corps, the cutoff is 28. I think the Navy is like 34, perhaps. I might be mistaken on that. Hmm. Or the Army, it's like 38, 39. Which again, we didn't know that. So we've we've the last few years of our life, we've never even considered this an option, ever. Yeah. So, you know, but it's one of those things, you know. Like before she left, we had a going away workout for her, where a lot of members came, a lot of old members who we haven't seen in a while, came as well. And you know, she said to people, <laughs> it's kind of funny. We were just talking about Eminem, mm-hmm. but yeah. she she said she goes, there's certain things in life where. You only get one shot, and then <laughs> she go. started laughing because she's like, she's like, I don't want it to sound like the Eminem song, she says, but <laughs> right, that's true. And you know, she's that she's right. There's certain things that you only get that one opportunity, yeah. Yeah. and this is our only uh, physical life, yeah, right now, mm-hmm. and we're both gonna die one day, and yeah. we're almost forty years old, and we don't consider ourselves getting old at all. We've met so many people that, you know, they're 40, 42, and they think they're old. They think that's it. They think mm-hmm. that's life just because that's what's been propagated for them to believe. Mm. Whereas us, we always feel like we're getting better. We're both more fit and healthier today than we were in our 20s. Yeah. So we're actually more capable and more qualified to do something like this than we were back then. Mm. That's awesome. I'm far more fit today and mature, obviously you get more mature with age. Sure. But I'm definitely more fit and healthier today than when I when I was a Marine, when I was, yeah. you know, 18 to 22 years old. So I look at, you know, her making that decision. Well, we, I mean, we, we made it together, but I feel yeah. like why not now? You're more qualified now than ever. And right now she's the platoon guide, which is you're the top recruit. Basically, you're the one that the drill sergeants put in charge of your platoon, which is good and bad. Yeah. You know? But uh, it means you're the best one there at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wouldn't want that so early <laughs> because it's That's a, a hard it, standard it, to keep. Exactly. And when I was in boot camp, we went through like four guides. But there were other platoons that kept one guide the entire time. Hmm. So it just it just depends on what's going on and, you know, your performance. And like you said, you got to hold that standard mm-hmm. the whole time and they're going to if anybody could do it, she can. Absolutely. I, I mean, she's more fit than any. I mean, I only know one other woman that used to go to our gym that is more fit than her. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking on a personal level, obviously. Right, right. There's plenty of CrossFit athletes we're aware of that are, you know, blow her out of the water. right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But as far as people we know personally, you know, she's extremely fit. Sure. And uh, she's more fit than most men that I know. I I feel like she's more fit than me. <laughs> You know, That's yeah. for sure. She's more she, fit than you. She lifts more than me. Yeah, I've seen it. By far. Yeah, it's you pretty know. legit. I'll choke her out, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that, too. <laughs> That's awesome. We were laughing about that at jiu-jitsu last night. We were, you know, uh, that jiu-jitsu is this big funnel of infinite systems. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, where, like, you know, the, the chain of, of events. And this this funnel of systematic jujitsu keeps getting smaller and smaller the more you attempt and gain ground and gain control uh-huh. until the final bit of that funnel is a submission. Yeah. Right? But you start with something, right? You have to you have to start anywhere. Right. And what we were laughing about was like, you know, you could be the fittest guy in the room, but if you 
are able to play somebody into your system of jujitsu, there's nothing that they, there's only so many things a person could do. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's where if uh, that's where, where the only hope that Bogey ever has against his wife when they roll is his systematic knowledge mm. of yeah of jujitsu. Yeah. You know? I can't I can't beat her in CrossFit workouts. Not anymore. <laughs> Which is interesting because when we first started I was better than her. But uh as time went by, I mean she's developed herself athletically more than myself and uh it definitely shows. So with your wife gone now doing her boot camp and you've you've shared with me before that when you kind of see where she's going to be stationed, you'll um, meet up with her there. And mo- I'm I'm taking you know, your tentative plan is to move um, wherever she's stationed, right? Yeah, wherever we find out her orders are, she'll actually get some type of leave and mm-hmm. then come back here, and then okay. we'll move together wherever sure. that en- wherever, wherever that, that ends up. Yeah. Being. Oh, you don't know the exact location? No, yet? not yet. Not until she's done with her uh, job training. Do you have a rough idea of like it could be these ten places or something? She got um in her contract she got a airborne school. So that's what mm. Brighton is in right now. Mm. Again, which is a tremendous opportunity mm-hmm. to do. A lot of people are like, why would you do that? Especially as a woman, mm. you know. But it's like why not? Right. Um and you know, I always told her like in the Marine Corps, that is you know, very, very few people get that opportunity in the Marine Corps. Mm. If you see somebody in the Marine Corps who's been, we called it jump school, but it's airborne school. It's the same school for all branches. They all go to Fort Benning, and the Army runs airborne school for all branches of the military. But if you're a Marine and you go to that, you're more than likely force recon, which is like, uh, they're not special operations, but before they before they created Marine Special Operations, it was the high standard of the Marine Corps for doing like special ops kind of training and hmm. missions and stuff. And so to, to get airborne in the Marine Corps, you're pretty bad, mm-hmm. you know, like if you see a guy with that, with what we call the with jump the wings. wings. Yeah. Yeah. And so to hear that, that opportunity is available for somebody on a contract. When you join the army, hmm. I, I tell people, take it. Not, you're not going to be able to learn from the best people in the world, how to jump out of airplanes. Um, as a civilian, unless you're going to pay tens of thousands of dollars. Right. So, um, having said that, if, you know, assuming everything goes okay and assuming that, uh, everything works out as far as airborne goes, then that narrows it down to only a few airborne units in the army. So if she wasn't airborne, then yeah, there's, it could be almost any base that her, that her job is located at. But since she'll be airborne qualified, then it'll kind of come down to, I think this is just off the top of my head. I think like, you know, Georgia, North Carolina. I think Texas. I think. See again, I don't even know. Right. Sure. But uh, yeah, it'll narrow it down sure. to about some place south, though, most likely. Yeah, and honestly, uh, you know, her and I have always been the type that you know we don't care. We're up yeah. for the adventure. Yeah. We're just up for the. Are you accustomed to change like that? Almost like nomadic. It's interesting because I never thought I was until until this happened. And then I realized looking at my life, my adult life, you know, being in the Marine Corps, I was back and forth. And mm. then when I got out, I was in Utah. And I thought that's where I was going to be. You know, I was just going to stay there. And then once we left, you know, we drove to San Diego. Her and I drove there with nowhere to live. You know, we were living in uh, hotels for a couple weeks. And then we stayed with my buddy for 
mm. you know, like a week before we found a place. You know, San Diego, it's very hard to find a place to live. Everybody's trying to live there. Well, yeah. I don't know about now. You're right. <laughs> Maybe not now, but back then. What prompted that change to go to San Diego? I wanted to use my GI Bill and go to, a, it was called the National Personal Training Institute. which was, Oh, cool. There was only like two in the country. And, you know, so we, we really liked San Diego. Yeah. So that's what we wanted to go or where we wanted to go and use the GI Bill. But then from there, um, you know. We ended up, we didn't like San Diego after about a year and a half. It was just, mm. you know, a lot of lot of struggles while we were there. So we wanted to move again, and we wanted to open a gym, so we yeah. drove up here. And, again, drove up here. We'd never been to Butte in our life. She had been here, I think, in high school to play basketball because she's, she's from uh, Belgrade. Oh, gotcha. But, um, you know, we drove up here with not knowing anybody and not knowing anything, not knowing anything about business. Sure open our gym and you know we always said to ourselves if we ever get to the point where we're not happy and we want change in our life then we need to do it and uh wow you know that's where we've always been as far as uh i don't know about nomadic but we're (laughs) but we do we do have that sense of wanting to travel and go experience new places yeah do you think it's driven by like the change in your life by always wanting something better for your life or just knowing that you're content no matter where you land? No, I'm definitely not content where I end up. Um, I need to have certain things I notice, but I can, I can manage if I'm happy. Okay. Right. Like for example, um, me and Zach talk about this all the time about, I feel like there's not enough food here in Butte. Right. Sure. But that's okay. I'm, I'm happy. Right. But as, as time goes by, if, if I start to feel unhappiness or I start to feel like there's things that I'm not, or her and I especially, are not feeling fulfilled in, then the, the, the change will come. And uh, I heard somebody, I don't, I don't know if it was Tony Robbins, but he was talking about, um, it definitely wasn't Tony Robbins, now I can picture the video, the guy was talking about how lobsters will grow out of their shells and how in nature... Huh the lobster will feel this tightness and this pressure around its body. And that's when it knows that it's time to peel out of its own shell and develop a new shell. Okay. And it's basically the message is when you start to feel this pressure or, you know, tenseness around your, your body or your energy or your environment, then it's time to break out of that and, you know, build a new shell. And I think that's kind of where we've been the last couple of years. We've just, it, it went from extreme joy to stress of how much longer do we want to do this? Yeah. Mm. And um, that's a bad place to be in. Yeah. And I, I've, even when I was a police officer, there were mornings I would wake up and I would just, uh, you yeah. know, and, and I, I literally found myself saying, I hate this. Mm. And if I, got to the point where i'm i'm using the word hate yeah for the job i'm doing then there's there's an environmental problem yeah even but, even yeah. if it's me even if it's sure. even if it is me and i i take full responsibility and i could take ownership of that especially with um you know especially like with owning my gym i, I take full responsibility and my feelings for everything yeah but at the same time if it's if i do come to these moments where i'm feeling stress of going in and I'm feeling stress of dealing with certain 
types of um, characters, then you got to ask yourself, okay, is it me? Or is it maybe the environment I'm in? Is it the sure. industry I'm in? And it's all, it's all of those things. Right. It's not just one thing. It's all of them. Yeah. Because no matter where you go, there's always going to be those characters. I Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of hitting on, you know, growing out of your shell, changing your environment, you know, <clears throat> the sustainability of vision is, is crucial in the long run of joy, of happiness, of like, okay, why do I do what I do regardless if it's in a CrossFit gym or in a church environment sure, or at Imperial BJJ or in a McDonald's or at a McDonald's flipping burgers, Yeah, right? You know, that you are aligning your mindset to your vision of what your life is meant to do. That's good. You know, like, so like ultimately everybody's mission is to glorify God, mm-hmm. right? If we read scripture, if like you look at anything in the Bible, whatever Christianity lays out, like the, the absolute, like the, the end of the system, yeah. the end of the funnel is ultimately to lift God's name up, you know? And I think through whatever, you know, like, like you kind of mentioned when you wake up and all of a sudden you're like, man, how much longer do I want to do this? That's a red flag of like, okay, yeah. something's wrong. Something's got to change, you know? And maybe it is the environment, Yeah, you know? And but I, I think there's the extreme of that to where you hop from place to place, but you're still the same person and you keep hitting your life on repeat, looking for that next thing that will yeah. sustain you. I have a friend like that. Yeah, I have a friend. I could mention many. <laughs> um, yet, and then there's the person that's not willing to change anything that has hated their job for 10 years. Yeah. That should have quit 10 years ago. Right. You know, but I think through that, all through the the seasons of change that could come or not, if your vision is the same, Mm. it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Come on. I guess if that makes sense. That's true. Yeah. There's many times I've come into jujitsu and I've wanted to, you know, vent to you guys Mm. about my life. (laughs) And before I do, you know, I'll sit in my car and I'm like, first of all, I know that you guys are going through, things that we're unaware of and it's hard enough that you have to deal with that and deal with a business and deal with um teaching and be leaders at the same time and then i think about all right i know what zach's gonna tell me already right and it's it's uh, it's gonna have something to do with take action and be committed to whatever you know whatever the topic is Mm. and um a lot of times it comes down to, you know, the same sort of complaints I used to hear in the gym all the time. And it's the repeated things. And that's okay because, again, that's the industry. Right. But the answer is always you need to change something. Mm. You need to change this, that, or the other. You need to change what you're eating. You need to change what you're listening to. You need to change what you're watching. You might need to change your relationship. You might need to change your job. Right. Right? So... That's the advice I've been given over and over and over and over for six years. Hmm. If I can't take that same advice for myself, then, you know, I believe there's a conflict of interest there. And um, my entire goal in life, no matter what it is, is service to other people. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in fitness or whether it's selling tacos, what doesn't matter what it is. It's service to others is... I think what our life should be, mm-hmm. you know, 
right along, geared yeah. towards, no matter what it is. Yeah. And again, I just feel like, um, you know, there you get to a certain point where either you're completely happy and fulfilled or you're not. And it's sad for me to say, but we've met a lot of people who are not happy, are not fulfilled, and they will not make the changes necessary. And eventually that starts to bring you down as well, especially Mm. if that's your industry where you're trying to counsel people in that manner. And um, I'm only one hour of your day if you come to the gym. Mm -hmm. And you might only come to the gym twice a week. So I'm really two hours of your week. Sure. Maybe. I might not be able to influence you enough compared to your bad environment elsewhere. Sure. We talk about that a lot in ministry too, um, especially youth ministry. I've heard it countless times. Like we only we only have these kids for two, three hours a week. Yeah. And so we have to give them the tools necessary to break through barriers that they're facing at home, facing at school. And uh, it's... It's challenging because you want to be the change in someone's life, but how do you do that with such limited time? And, you know, we've talked about, like, being sucked dry, for lack of a better term, you know, like, (laughs) whether it's in ministry or through, especially a, uh, like, a fitness gym or the academy or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's it's really easy when your business is in people, which ministry is, yeah. which, which gyms and such are. Mm-hmm. When your business is in people, you have to have the sustainability to have the life suckers in your life. Yeah. As well as those who lift you up. Yes. Because if, you know, you talk about service to people and... That is totally right on. You know, we're, we're all people-oriented, not program-oriented, not any ulterior, ulterior motives. But it's like, man, I'm, I'm here because I love people. Mm. You know, but what happens when that person doesn't want love, doesn't mm. want to better themselves? Like, I yeah. can't help somebody help themselves. You know, I could only, you know, I, I could do that, but they have to do something on their end, right? Yeah. But I think... Coming back to kind of that overarching, okay, what is the mission of my life? If, if the mission of my life is to help better people and they don't want that help, you know, then I'm left going, man, then what is this all about anyways? You know, when, when, when your, your mission of helping people isn't happening because they don't want your help, where are you left? And I found that when I went to Morocco, you know, when I went overseas and was there to, you know, share what I know about the Lord and, and so on, you're like, man, I got this best message in the world that, that Jesus is King mm-hmm. and man, I'm going to learn, you know, the language and I'm going to share with these people and it's going to be awesome. And you go there, you do that and no one cares. <laughs> yeah. It's like, God, yeah. is God, is this not why you sent me here? Mm-hmm. Is this not like, am I not doing what you told me to do? And I remember listening to a sermon it's called 10 Shekels in a Shirt, and I highly, highly recommend it. If you, I have it somewhere in the depths of my computer. But we, we talk about humanism, and humanism is the end of all being is the happiness of man. It says, man, do what makes you happy, I'll do what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And that makes man God. Right. Because, man, if this is happening to me, and my life's all about me being happy, then why is, where's God? Isn't God supposed to make me happy? Mm-hmm. And we could get lost in this idea of bettering man. And I remember dealing with this. I was like, well, God, why am I here? And then anyways, why does this even matter? And 
I li- listened to that sermon and in there, this guy was talking about this very thing. And he goes, I heard God tell me this guy was kind of, you know, in the, talking about his time just with a notebook and praying. And he just was like, man, I heard it so clear in my heart. He's like, God told me I didn't send you there for them. I sent you there for me. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is what sustains us. It's like, God, yeah. I don't care. I, I'm going to be faithful to do what you told me to do, regardless if Joe Blow cares of what I have to say or not. Sure. I'm being faithful <clears throat> to you. And that is where I have found the sustainability to keep going. Yeah. You know, and of course that doesn't mean you need to stay at your job for the next 10 years. (laughs) But, but that is the step behind why we do what we do. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes we don't have the self-awareness or the boldness to look at what we actually think about that, you know, like that step behind the curtain of like, okay, what makes you tick? Hmm. So that's interesting. You say that because, um, me and my wife were discussing that before we left about, you know, I, I, I could obviously talk and tell you about all the things that have like kind of drained us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it's very simple. You know, there's, there, there's been plenty of times we've, we've been talking to people and yeah, they want this change and you know, we, we, we give them all the information they need. And then, you know, you see them on Facebook getting wasted that right. night, getting right. drunk yeah. or, um, you know, or, or, just just being in toxic environments, not coming to the gym, not being committed. It's like, okay, well, this is why this isn't happening for you. It's because you're choosing this over this, yeah. right? Same reason why, hmm. you know, you may not get better at jujitsu because you're not showing up. Right. Okay. Right. You're not coming to the gym. Um, I, could, I, I, I could list a million things, <laughs> right? And there's been times when... <clears throat> Even before, you know, we made this decision, there's been times where I wondered, you know, what are we doing here? What's going on here? Where I've I've gone through the feeling sometimes of, I've said to myself, this is a place where uh, health and fitness is not a priority of people's lives. Mm. And I still believe that to an extent. But there's also a group of people that we have where it is. A very, 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 mm. very small group of people where they've made tremendous changes in their lives. That's interesting. And um, I look at them and I think, well, you know what? I helped these people completely make a change. We have, you know, we, we, have, we have a member who's an older woman in her 60s. And, you know, she was telling us how through CrossFit she was able to get off of her antidepressants and get off of so many other medications just because of, of, of her improvement in her health. Wow. But looking at, you know, the, the, the biggest picture, and I know we've helped a lot of people, and I know there's been a lot of people that have uh, made some good changes, but looking at a, a, not a, not a bigger picture, but a different perspective, and this is mm. just based off of what Zach just said, is that the person, at least I was when we first drove into Montana, is I am a completely different person today than that person. Sure. Driving into Montana, not knowing how to, get a business license, not knowing how to own a business, you know, learning all these things about business and then learning things about myself, all the books I've read in the last few years, just on, just on psychology or sales or how to talk to people or how to work through depression with people coping with death, right? All these books I've gone through, I've learned more in the last six and a half years of living in Butte than I have 
in all of my experiences from being a police officer, being a Marine, all those things are obviously mm-hmm. a combination of my life, but I've grown so much faster in the last six years of being here than I ever have in my entire life. Wow. So like Zach said, maybe that was God saying, you're not here for them. You're here for you mm-hmm. because yeah. the person I am today is not the person I was then uh, Yeah. by far. And, and I'm, and I'm, I'm more confident in who I am now with the things that I want to pursue. And, you know, we're, we've always said that if we we're ever going to close the gym, it would be on our terms. It wouldn't be on the terms of, you know, COVID or, sure. or, or the health department or anything like that. It's going to be on our terms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember after when Jerry Seinfeld was being interviewed years ago about stopping Seinfeld, they were like, why won't you go for another season? You know, you know, it doesn't make you sad. And he said something to the effect of, why would I be sad about ending something that's been so good? Mm. You know, we've done so many good things out here for not even being from here. Right. You know, we've dominated mm-hmm. the CrossFit industry in Montana that without a doubt that, you, that, that cannot be denied. I've made a name for myself without even trying. That mm. was never my goal was to try to, make a name for the gym or myself. Sure. So we've done so many big things. So why not end something that's been so good for us? And yeah, why not move awesome. on to that next thing? And the confidence I've built just on myself, same with my wife. Again, she's going through something right now that she never thought she even would have the opportunity to uh, to do, let alone have the strength or maturity to do. Now I'm looking at things that I've always thought was out of reach. Just like getting my blue belt through you guys mm-hmm. was never a possibility in my head, ever. Even I've always known I was going to do jujitsu one day, and I never thought I could reach that level mm-hmm. of of uh, trust, I should say, yeah. in you guys. Um, one of my goals right now is to finish school and then go to law school. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't know when. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's something I've never, I've always thought was out of reach. And now I look at um, the skills I've picked up in the last few years on how to learn things and how to apply them. Again, like jujitsu. And really it's just commitment. It's commitment and doing the same thing over and over and over, pointing yourself in the same direction. Um, I heard somebody say, how do you get to the moon? And it says you point in one direction and make sure you don't veer out of that direction and you have a certain amount of energy pushing you in that same direction continuously until you reach the moon. Hmm. Right. And so I think like any sort of goal, that's really what it takes is now that's what I understand about myself now is that I could reach these goals if I just stay committed and I keep the same energy in that same direction. I like that. It's a tough road, you know, when you're in the middle of, of kind of the season but I think, you you know, you hit the nail on the head with, you know, sharing why not. I love that. Yeah. You know, why change? Why not? Yeah. Why you not? Know? Um, and there's, a there's again, a little level of behind the scenes of like, okay, this is who Bogey is. This is what I do in my life no matter where I'm at. Yeah. And in the middle of that, like, why not? That's And I, I think there's a difference between like how come and why not. <laughs> you know, and I think the how come will kind of – keep us back yeah but like i i think i think we're meant to live our lives more on the why not yeah than the how come yeah there's so much out there 
So, yeah, yeah. why not? There's why not? so many things I want to do. So why not just go for it and, you know, do it before we die? Yep. And if we fail? Oh, well. We learn. <laughs> we'll suck at it till we don't. Bogey, we want to put you through the ringer. All yeah. Right? So we have a new segment that we're giving a shot today called Cross-Examination. Nothing further, Your Honor. And Bogey beforehand, I gave him kind of a heads up this morning. <laughs> give him a hard one. I get, yeah, that was like the worst example I possibly could have done. He's like, why am I even showing up if you're going to make me do that? Um, he goes, don't make me act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so this is somewhat like we used to do this uh, segment back in the day on uh, TFL Revolution of Spitfire. Okay, oh, so, yeah, yeah. So it would be, for, as an example, kind of a simple one, it would be like, all right, Dakota, in 10 words, you tell me what is the best thing to order at Christina's Cocina. The best thing to order at Christina's Cocina is... <laughs> That's nine. Pasta. <laughs> Dude, isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, you you had nine lead up words. I know. <laughs> when uh, when the the uh, teacher says you have to have a five hundred word essay, yeah. you just yeah. filled nine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so along those lines. So Bogey, I don't know if you have anything for us, but we'll uh, we'll do like two or three questions. Yeah. And so, okay, so I'm gonna ask you your first one. Uh, I won't make you talk in a British accent. <laughs> But instead of like a 10 words or less, I'm going to give you 40 seconds. Okay, let me get my time ready. 40 seconds to describe the process of making the best tacos. Mm-hmm. If, if people don't know, Bogey has oh, like the absolute killer best tacos. Give out my... Um, yeah, you could, you could be as cryptic as he's... Like, he's <laughs> see how serious he is out, about yeah, tacos? I don't want to give out a recipe. Okay, no, no recipe necessary. I'll give... Um, I, I got it. Okay, so here we go. 40 seconds Show me the clock starts now. Okay, so you're going to need a pan, put on some olive oil. That's the best oil. You're going to throw on some onions, chopped long, and then you're going to mm. put your meat on, whether it be pork, chicken, or beef, preferably beef, so you can start rendering the fat. I only got 20 seconds left. (laughs) And then you're going to throw in some type of chilies to cook with that meat. Let them soften up. When they all soften up, mash the chilies, Mm. mix it up, add a little bit of water, 10 seconds. And then right at the end, chop some garlic, mince some garlic, mix it all up, throw the pan on top, and that's your meat for the taco. And then you got to cook your tortillas before you eat it. (laughs) Here's why I threw that in there. I had a taco party one day for the gym, and I saw people... I was appalled by this, getting <laughs> getting corn tortillas out of the bag and just putting the meat in it and eating it. Like, basically a raw corn tortilla, which I, I don't even know if that's raw. I do but, that. Oh, what's wrong with that? I know. I'm so sorry. You have you, to you, cook. You serum. You have to cook the tortilla. In a, in a pan or, like, do you, like, throw them in the, in the oven for, like, a moment? You could do I've it either way. What I've been doing lately, I guess the simplest way is – on top of a little bit of oil and then flip it so they're, like, warm and soft. But they, they're they still moldable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I've been doing lately is I'll put them – it's hard for the guests to see, but I'll put them on a pan. I don't, I don't recommend cheese, but if you're healthy enough to handle the cheese, okay, 
put some cheese in it, then put the meat, and then I'll fold it over and mash it with my spatula. So oh. now the cheese is like shutting it down, and it's kind of crisping the mm. tortilla. So now it's almost like a crisp taco. Oh, let's go. Right? Wow. But yeah, okay. that's a good way. Okay. That's good. But you got to cook the tortilla. Don't be <laughs> a maniac. I'm sorry. What kind of monster are you? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> Zach's seen my quesadillas before. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to <laughs> talk about that. I thought I'd have that in less than 40 seconds. That was that's quick. Tough. Yeah. Right, here's, another, uh, okay, here's another question for you, Bogey. Dream vacation spot and one activity you'd want to do there. Um, I'm not timed. No. Oh, okay. oh, wow. You're nice. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to go to Egypt. And oh, so, like, yeah. I, you know, I'm always talking to Jake on uh, Instagram, just asking him, like, have you been here? You know, have you mm. done this? But uh, I definitely want to go to Egypt one day and see the pyramids. Is that the one activity you want to do there? Is the I would like to, and it's pyramids. illegal now, but to, I'd like to climb one of the pyramids. Oh, wow. And I've heard that you can, uh, you know, bribe, like, the police there. Maybe 50 bucks or 100 bucks, and so one of them will guide you up to... I think only one of them is actually doable that's safe. Oh, and sure. So, and, and the other... I'm talking about, like, the main three pyramids. Mm-hmm. And the other ones I don't believe are safe to do so, but I'd like to... Huh. Climb up to one of those one day. Yeah, that'd be sketchy. Or just go on a tour inside the pyramids. There's some. I mean, it's insane. There's yeah. One of the pyramids. I can't remember any of the rooms or what they're called, but there's pieces inside the pyramids that are hundreds of feet long and hundreds and hundreds of tons, which are larger pieces than the actual stones on the outside of the pyramids. So, like, there's pieces that are within. Inside yeah. of the pyramids, like the that chambers are, and stuff. Yeah, that are insanely huge and impo- yeah. impossible to even describe how it could have been done. I'd like to yeah. see that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Cool, Bogey. Do you have one for us? Hmm. <laughs> so, like, there's this thing I there. There's a phrase, <laughs> <laughs> and I see it on Instagram. They say they say without. <laughs> Like, to say somebody's on a sick one means it's someone who's been partying for, like, a few a few days, okay. right? Okay. And there's a thing where it's like a joke, and they'll say, without saying you're on a sick one, say you're on a sick one. <laughs> oh, okay. So what we've been seeing on Instagram, so this wouldn't really apply to you guys because you don't live that <laughs> lifestyle. They'll, like, they showed a woman being interviewed by the news who, like, was in a high-speed <laughs> chase. Yeah. And, like, she was the passenger, and the police let her go, and she gave this bizarre interview to the news. And the first comment was, like, without saying you're on a sick one, say yeah. you're on a sick one. Yeah, that's good. So that's the first thing I thought of okay. Zach, Zach told okay. me this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know where to go with that. Do you got anything? Uh, yeah, when I go to microwave some food, but I forget that it's a baked potato wrapped in foil. Uh-oh. <laughs> that would be that would be one for me. Yeah. Kind of a nerdy one. This is like tell me you're on a sick one without being on a sick one. It's like, well there I was pulling guard at jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> Over my head. Somebody out there will understand that. Because Zach doesn't do that. You know. <laughs> every Zach no, doesn't you know. pull guard. <laughs> it's it's kind of a thing that you that like if you pull guard, you might as well pee while you're sitting down as a man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> but 
if you notice what sweatshirt I'm wearing today in honor of Bogey. There you go. The lapel encyclopedia. Yep. Is it's all about guard play. Did you know that guy on top is actually based off of Bogey? Yeah, yes, the rippled abs. And the one on the bottom actually is based off of What is that painting you. supposed to be? Uh, it's like the Michelangelo, Michelangelo right, thing yeah. where, like, you're reaching, like, I don't know who it is, but I think it's God and, like, you're reaching out and, like, I he's going to touch was, fingers yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so. I can't remember what painting it is exactly. Is it in the rotunda of uh, whatever that is? The, yeah. Um, I'm drawing Chapel. a blank. What is it? It's Sixteen Chapel? Sistine yeah, Chapel? I think that sounds right. That sounds si- right. Sistine. Sixteenth, sixteenth, not the sixteenth. <laughs> Did I say sixteenth? <laughs> the seventeenth chapel. Yeah, I like to hang out. There's fifteen other ones. That's, <laughs> that'd be a great name for a church. The seventeenth chapel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me you don't know chapels without telling me you don't know chapels. All right, Bogey, I got one more for you. All right, let's have it. it just tell me you train jujitsu without telling me you train. I was just going to ask you that one. That's okay, I was. I'll get you it too. Um, <laughs> I uh, I am learning. What's that one they always? I always say. Oh, uh, I'm learning how to fold clothes with people inside. <laughs> <of them. laughs> That's a good one. I've got one too. Okay. Uh, you come home every night with hickeys on your neck. <laughs> But you're very faithful to your wife, then you, yeah. you might do jujitsu. Okay. Um, I love to relieve stress by choking other people. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> totally appropriate in this context. And then outside of jujitsu, people might think you're a, a creeper, a mass murderer. <laughs> and his name is John C. Walkout Song of the Week is Changes by Tupac Shakur. And it's. Uh, based on all the changes that we need to make in our lives personally. That's why we like it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. This episode's verse comes to you from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and it intros by saying, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. When you look into it, you gotta look into it. Look into it. When you look into it. So a book I think anybody should look into, uh, it's my favorite book called uh, Lost Connections by Johan Hari, and it discusses um, the true meanings and sources of why people hold on to uh, depression and anxiety. And it generally Mm. stems down to um, our lack of connections with other people. Wow. That's good. It's a really good book. Hmm. That is like my number one. That's so good. I'm going to have to actually look into that. He was on... (laughs) To be honest, well, look into it. Well, this he was on Joe Rogan. So oh, really? That, yeah. So maybe just watch that interview. He's okay, on cool. there twice. Watch the first one. Okay. But maybe watch that and then see if you know you yeah. maybe check out the book after. But I watched yeah. his interview and I was like, "Holy crap! I need to get this guy's book." That's yeah. cool. Every generation, younger and younger, is more and more lonely. 
mm-hmm. the point where now they're saying people are so lonely. <coughs> Uh, they're so lonely that it's uh, it's more unhealthy for them than as if they smoked a pack of cigarettes every day. Oh yeah, they're the loneliness is to a point where it's deteriorating physical health mm-hmm. in even teenagers. What I liked about his book is, and there's most of the books I listen to are people who they're not just giving opinions. He's like, well, here was a study done at this place in this year, and this mm-hmm. is what they found, and sure. then here was another study, and this is what they found. And the whole book, he's just going through topics and people who did the scientific research on it. And, uh, yeah, he went through something. I don't remember the exact numbers, but he said um, the average American, if you were to ask them how many people can you call right now in a crisis, if you had mm. a crisis going on, in the majority of Americans it was zero. Zero? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was like I don't have anyone I could call. You know, and you know that it's interesting because like that's what, you know, between not between us, I'll just share it. But with my wife being gone, like I feel so lonely, mm. you know, just not having her around because it's my best friend. Yeah. And sometimes I, I used to feel that way about people within my gym because I you know, like I've told mm. Zach this, like these are my customers. I shouldn't consider them my friends. Sure. And I always ask myself, like, who could I call? Other than, like, my friends and family from back home, which I know I can call. But here, it comes down to my jujitsu family, 100%. Right. Because you guys don't expect anything of me, and I don't expect anything of you other than this bond, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think, um, I think like, in business, that happens a lot with yeah. business owners is they – you can be surrounded by so many people and just be – feel so alone he even he even talks about that people in big oh. cities people live in new york who are surrounded by neighbors they, they they have hundreds of people that live in close proximity to them and they walk to the subway and they're surrounded by millions of humans but the, even they feel alone and it's because mm. they they lack connections with people wow but yeah it's it's a great podcast he has another book i haven't read and it's on i think it's called chasing the dragon or something <laughs> like that cool it's about drug addiction, hmm. but um, in his other book, he goes into drug addiction, and again, it, it, it comes down to people who <clears throat> are lacking connection, lacking um, something in their environment, so yeah. they're putting something in their system to try to mask that. Hmm. Yeah. So he, he has one thing where he says, stop treating, he was on TED Talks, and he says, maybe we should stop treating people on drugs with... Um, I can't remember how he worded it, like with, with um, persecution and treat them with love. Hmm. Yeah. And he said that's the best thing you can do to somebody addicted on drugs, addicted to drugs, is tell them, I know you're going through this. I know that, you know, you're going through pain, but just know that I love you and I'm here for you. Hmm. Wow. Goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, check that book out, man. Yeah, look into it. Look yeah. Into it. And about flat earth. No. <laughs> well, no, no. Just buckle up. Well, Bogey, man, we really appreciate you being able to be here with us today. Yeah, man. Yep. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us and being thanks so, for having me. so vulnerable and authentic while you're going through this change in your life. Yeah. No, I appreciate you guys having me. And, you know, anytime uh, you guys want to talk, I'm willing to talk. And I like to share yeah. my experiences and my vulnerability, obviously, to help maybe even if it's one person. That's it. Wow.
Well, Dakota, that's all we got. That's all we got. Oh, that's all she wrote. Lost where I'm at. Man, we're, I, I haven't even followed along with our notes at all today. Wing it. Um, we hope everybody's had a great day. Of yeah. course, we will be back for Cross Choke Plus next week. Yep. Uh, I want to say a special shout out to our Purple Belt patrons. Oh. We have Jake, the Pop Shield Duran. Nice. Louie, the Coffee Cup Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee Cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Imagine. Isaiah El Tigre Rodriguez. Two Chains, Kendrell Carlson. Oh, Two Chains. Katie, the brave woman to date Zach Anderson Powell. <laughs> Ryan, Crazy Train Snowden. Wesley, the ukulele Carlson. <laughs> yeah. Again, you could get your name read in each and every episode with a custom fighter nickname that we take great pride in. Yeah, we meticulously curate to every single person. We actually had Bogey do background checks on everybody to see if these names actually, these custom fighter (laughs) nicknames are appropriate. That's right. They work out. All right, and thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time. Next time. All right. Next time. Thank you so much for listening to Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobu and myself at South for a Day. Have an amazing day, and join us next time on Cross Choke. This episode was brought to you by Next Generation Services, proudly serving Butte, Montana since 2017. Visit them at buttelandscapers.com.